Thank you for tuning in to Cop with Comic. I'm Brian Coppin, and we're here with comic Lauren McGrath. Lauren McGrath, how the hell are you? Hi, I'm doing great. Oh, good. It's good to see. Thank you so much for coming in today. Oh, yeah, I'm excited. And if people are in New York City and they're lucky enough to see you do stand-up, where are they going to see you? And then people who just live in some flyover state and city like my hometown of Chicago, Illinois, where can they find you online? Where can they find me online? Okay, well, I'm on Twitter at McGrath's Wrath. So, McGrath's Wrath. <laughs> yeah, it's my last name and then Wrath. I have Wrath. Yeah, and then I always think on, on, on Facebook, are you Laugh McGrath? I'm Laugh McGrath. That on is Facebook. hilarious. I guess you have to be creative because there might be more than one Lauren McGrath. Yeah, there is a couple <laughs> Lauren McGraths, just a basic white Irish girl, you know? But yeah, nothing but basic. I, I, I'm a follower of your Twitter account and you, you post hilarity, but also your cats, which I love. Oh my gosh, yes. Well, I just got my boyfriend. Uh, a kitten for Christmas. <gasps> oh, good. Oh, yeah. good. That's just an, I, mean, I don't know, Bill Burr has a joke about that. You know, the girlfriend oh, does... getting the boyfriend a dog. And it's like, that's not a huge oh, yeah, yeah. five to ten year commitment that <laughs> we don't need. You me a responsibility. Yeah. Did he know about that? Like, well, was he okay, open to getting a pet? I understand that that sounds like a crazy gift like to give somebody. <laughs> and um, But I like to do crazy things. Like, I, I, like, <laughs> I really, like, I set out and I was like, I'm going to give him the best Christmas present ever. And then I was just like, what is that? What is one thing that he's always wanted? And he is obsessed with this specific type of cat, Norwegian forest cat. Yeah, it's an right? interesting cat. I always grew up, like, we grew up with a lot of animals in my house, but they were all shelter animals, adopted. Yeah. I never even thought of, like, cats as breeds. You know, it's just a cat, a cat's a cat. Yeah. But, uh, then and I started... exotic cats, they cost a lot too, right? Exactly. But you can go on adoptapet.com. Okay. And if you wait six months, you can find a Norwegian forest cat in Oregon. Oh, my Lord. Which is what I did. And, and so not, so he was open to having a pet. You know, because this is going to be with him. For we already five, had five a, to ten we already years. had a cat okay. together. Okay, uh, that we adopted when we weren't even dating. We were best friends, and we were like, let's adopt a cat together. <laughs> oh my and lord, then, those yeah, are good friends. It's it's very yeah. Well, then we were we were dating. <laughs> yeah, that's the definition of friends with benefits. I think if you yeah. guys can adopt a cat together, that's the benefit of and that friendship. Right? We hoarded him in our college dorm. He was an <gasps> illegal immigrant there for, <laughs> for all of senior year of college. Yeah, and if people want to, I mean, I don't know if it makes it way. It, I don't know if it makes its way into your stand-up, but are any of these type of stories in your act, and where can people see you live in New York City? Live in New York City? Um, I would say this is terrible. So I've been doing mostly shows in Brooklyn, okay. um, and I've just, I'm getting back into the stand-up scene. Uh, I kind of stepped back for a while because I just moved to Newark. Oh, okay. um, cuz it's more affordable guys. <laughs> Pretty close to the city. <laughs> that's a that's my plug for Newark. It's a great place. <laughs> it's a great place. It's not that bad. My mom like I'm from it's Long not that I'm bad, from Long it? Island, okay. right? Which is ooh, what a horrible place. Uh, but you're used to kind of commuting into the city if you've yeah, done it from the east side. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And my mom was like I'm so scared of you going to Newark. You're gonna get shot. And I was like, "That's funny." I'm just scared that like I'm I'm gentrifying the place. Uh, <laughs> <You know? laughs> and so, how, what, what's Newark is not like? I don't know. Hoboken and Jersey City are easy to get into Manhattan. Is Newark similarly easy? Yeah, it takes me like 45 minutes to an hour, really, uh, which isn't that bad. And can you bus? Do you take the path train? I take the path. Yeah. Okay. I'm like 10 minutes from Newark Penn Station, which okay. is on the path. Okay. And then that's just like. Straight shot. Yeah. And then, um, so you're doing show. Are you doing shows in Newark? I mean, or you know, the New Jersey, I don't know, South. Uh, it was in North Jersey. I don't even know where the fuck it is. But are yeah, you doing shows Jersey. in New? Are you doing shows in New New Jersey? Um. Well, I've done. So I just really, I just graduated college. Oh, well, congratulations! <laughs> in May, thank okay. you. So I was in Connecticut. Um, 
in college. I went to Quinnipiac. Okay. Uh, That's how you pronounce that. Yeah, right. <laughs> believe me, it does not matter in school. So <laughs> that school is a waste. Um, and also, don't believe the polls. Speaking of which, when we were going to say we are going to talk about politics, yeah. you know how everyone relies on the Quinnipiac poll? Yes. Let me give you an insider look at the Quinnipiac poll, okay? It's full of shit, right? It is. It is infamous on campus for being, like, the worst student job you can get. Oh. It is... The, the polling center is a little bit off campus. It is so outdated. It is like like the computers break down every other day. It's oh, no. all old people working there. The kids that like are working there, like doing the calls. Are, I mean, like I was stoned the entire time. <sighs> that I was Like this is not reliable. You were a, a pollster? You're a stone pollster. A stone pollster. Uh, dude, this is breaking news. It's so nice to have <laughs> you on here like during this. Because those I, I would think that those polls will matter. Everyone's, and now you're letting us know that they shouldn't. That's what I'm trying to say because everyone was saying that like the polls matter so much. And I took political reporting in 2016. Um, I was like in a political reporting class. Uh-huh. And uh, it was crazy because like my professor used to work for like he was on all these presidential campaigns and we would have like CNN and people like come in like interview with the class on video. And yeah. they were all like, yeah, like. Hillary's going to win. Here we are. We had, like, charts made out. Like, the whole semester was dedicated to how, like, obvious it was. Yeah. And then uh, she didn't. <laughs> and what did they get wrong? And did the, did the Quinnipiac poll um, hint at that at all? So, I mean, you're saying that the polls were just, no, Hillary's going to win, even in the Quinnipiac poll. Yeah. Okay. And I was just... Uh, but then, like, we, part of the our assignments were also to, like, go into New Haven and just ask people who they were voting for. Because um, New Haven is just notoriously, notoriously. D- diverse <laughs> of political opinion, right? Yeah. So I'd, like, I'm going in, and in 2016, no one... No one wants to tell you who they're voting for. Yeah. And if they do, you don't want to talk to them about it. <laughs> right. Right. Um, and so kind of where we're, where we're at right now is is the Democratic primary, well, the Quinnipiac poll, like what is that indicating? What's that hinting at as far as who's going to emerge from the primary and the, on the left? Well, I think the, the polls are really – this is just my personal opinion, right? This is just my, my mind convoluting Yeah, the, the, com- <laughs> the comic brain, right, with the background yeah. of political reporting at Quinnipiac. Right? Exactly. Thank so I, th- I think that – I really think that the polls are trying to push more centrist and um, that there's more of a – I'm a Bernie girl, right? Okay. Um, uh, Are there Bernie girls? I knew there were Bernie bros. There's Bernie so is your, girls. Is your boyfriend a Bernie bro? He is a Bernie bro. He's okay. a Bernie. Well, not a Bernie. By, by bro. necessity, would you have accepted if he was a Warren, a Warren bro or something? Well, yeah. Like I was, I was back and forth. I like Warren and I like Bernie, but Bernie's the one that uh, wants to cancel my student debt. Warren yeah. doesn't want to cancel enough of my student debt. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm two hundred thousand deep. Yeah. You know. And so, why are you, did you go to graduate school too? Then I did not go to graduate school. Was I, Quinnipiac just that expensive? Yeah. And I had a scholarship and financial aid. The only reason why I went was because, well, I was like 17 and an idiot. This is like, this is in my act about student loans is a big part of my act. Yeah. And um, like Mulaney just did a bit on that where it's like we are not, you can't even give your consent at the age of eight, 17 or whatever. Yeah. And so we are signing away huge, we're signing our name to huge student debt burdens and we're, we're kids. My big thing is at 17, you know, I was a pathological liar. <laughs> <laughs> my mom was always like, uh, you're at debate practice and I was smoking pot out of an apple in someone's uh, car, you know, and the government's going to believe me when I say, yeah, I'll pay you back. What, yeah. <laughs> why are you believing a 17 year old? <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I wonder if they're, I mean, is it fair to cancel all the student debt? Because I went all the way through law school. And so I, I also have hundreds of thousands that I'm probably mm-hmm. not paying back. But is it fair to somebody to have to, I don't know, like, if certain people didn't send their kids to college because of the student debt, is it fair to them for their taxpayer dollars to be used to forgive my debt? Uh, I totally understand that argument, but I think I would just, 
as is just a socialist at heart, I'm okay. just kind of like, all right, that that sucks that you had to go through that. But don't you not want to make other people go through that? Don't you like my brother went through law school too? My older brother, he's a lawyer, okay. um, and it's funny because the family there's four siblings and like he's a lawyer, the oldest brother, uh, lawyer, yeah. and then I'm a comedian. <laughs> <laughs> so the parent, you're, you're the one on the podcast. So I, yeah. I really think you're winning at that. Oh yeah, <laughs> and, and I guess the argument would be. Um, it will free up, you know, people's uh, income is going towards student loan servicing. You know, they're paying back their student debt. And so they're yeah. not able to use their money for the economy. Well, I just like it uh, like stops me creatively because like, you know, yeah. I was like, you're forced to work a certain amount of hours to pay back your student loans. Right. You get off of work, you're exhausted. You yeah. know, you don't want to go write something or write like your best set. You yeah. know what I mean? And it's just it really I just. I find student loans to be just like these chains, like really, they yeah. just like debilitate you, especially if, I mean, if you were me, just 17 is just so young to not, I didn't fully grasp the value of money at yeah. 17, yeah. you know, so I was like, okay, loans, I'll pay it back later, whatever. You yeah, know? and they also sold the lie of, you know, because you were going to be making so much money, this stuff will be easy to pay. Oh, yeah, no, I went to Quinnipiac because they told me I would graduate with a job. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, was, yeah, and all those numbers were totally a fucked lie. up. Yeah. And so, I mean, I think there's probably even a conflict with respect to U.S. News and World Report or all the rankings agencies where they they allowed self-reporting for so long, and it's a question why they did. Like, were they getting paid? Like, it's even people who rate debt now, like those self-regulatory organizations like Moody's or Fitch or whatever, they get paid to rate. And so even those mortgage-backed securities that blew up, they got yeah. paid to rate them. And if they didn't, they wouldn't make their $25,000 if they wouldn't, you know, wink, wink, I'll give this some sort of oh. um, debt investment grade or whatever. And so everybody's kind of conflicted. And so, um, you know, as hilarious as, as that is, kind of who, who do you think is going to face Trump and do you think they have a chance in hell? Oh, wow. What a question. Um, this is so funny. Someone asking my opinion on this. Oh, yeah. Well, I, want the, I want the funny opinion. So just bag it up with jokes, not facts, right? All right. Okay. Uh, well, honestly, okay. Even saying the word Biden, I mean, my I cringe. Uh, I think he's, he's physically decaying in yeah. front of us right. every time he goes up. Uh, I don't think Biden will win. And it's I, Bernie as well. Well, Bernie's also physically decaying. Yeah. But I think he's mentally still there. Okay. That's my big difference is okay. that Biden, like, he'll, you know, he'll start. He literally does the sundowning, you know, when older people, because uh, my friend's a nurse and we're always together watching political stuff. And she's so like, what is sundowning? That's called sundowning. Which what is, is it? When older people get later in the day, they start to get uh, uh, they start to get confused and cranky. Uh, and like she would be like, oh, he's a number three level sundown uh, right now. And what is Bernie? Because uh, he gets cranky. He gets cranky, right. but he's still mentally aware, okay. so he doesn't see me sun, sunning down to, like, a level of not, like, he's still fluid mind. Like, he still knows what he's saying, but he's a cranky guy. Yeah. Whereas Joe Biden starts to, you know, lose his thoughts and, yeah. you know. So I must think, yeah, it's almost like I think probably Bernie was cranky back in the 60s or 70s. Oh, it's yeah. just that. I think he's been a crank. I think he's a cranky guy. But also, like, I've all, like, the number one word people used to describe me is always angry. Like, I'm always yelling. So. And is that in your comedy? Like, are you are you trying, do you bring your com- your anger into your comedy set? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. My... So how, how do you keep that funny? Like, what are some things that you can get angry about that the, the audience will enjoy rather than being like, oh, oh, don't talk about politics with anger. We're just trying yeah. to have a good time. Well, OK, so one thing is uh, I went to Catholic school oh. in high school and uh, hated it. <laughs> <laughs> how come? Why? Yeah. It's, so, it's so fun to go to Catholic so school, great. right? So that was like my op- like when I first started into co- stand up comedy, I was like, you know, I've got Catholic school is like my jokes. And yeah. my my first big joke was uh, um 
I was always scared in Catholic school. They didn't teach us sex ed at all. Like, at all. We were just told to be abstained. So yeah. girls always think they're pregnant even when <laughs> um, they haven't had sex. And I constantly <sighs> thought I was pregnant. That's funny. And my friends would be like, Lauren, you can't be pregnant unless you have the next Christ in you. So I would walk around <gasps> being like, I have the next Christ in uh, me. I have the next Christ in me. That is so funny. But and so what I, would you think? You're just like, I feel bloated today. I must be pregnant. Bloated, yeah. And then I'd be like, I, I haven't I, was... I haven't had my period in a week or so. Uh, so I must be. I was always. That's so this funny. Is, this is a horrible thing, but I was always like, I would panic to my friends and be like, what if someone raped me in my sleep? And yeah, they'd, be like, they'd sure. be like, no, that's not what happens. And I was like, I don't know. I haven't had it. Sure. Um, and then. I would tell my friends, this is my big joke, which is bad, but good, which is I'm like, okay, if I'm pregnant with Christ, what happens? I love the premise already. If I abort him. And I got to do a big pause. I'm just like, will he come back in three days? <laughs> oh, Dude, that's perfect. Like, why is that? I mean, that should just be on every every late night show ever. So, how, I mean, how do you bring that a joke? How, how do you get... I mean, it's almost like all the other material that anybody does would yeah. almost pale in comparison with that gem. Oh, thank you. Well, no, it's also based in the truth. Like, I, it, it teaches me something I didn't know, which is that, yeah, certain Catholic girls might think, oh, I'm bloated, I might be pregnant. Yeah. And then the next <laughs> thing is kind of genius. Well, y- your friends are telling you, well, then it would have to be Christ because it was immaculate conception or whatever. Yeah. And I just love that, okay, well, then what happens if I abort it? That's fucking funny because you had me thinking what <laughs> this is kind of an existential crisis here. Yeah. What the hell happens if, you know, well, somebody was, birthing the Christ would I, abort it? I said I was like, do I have to set up a plan with the doctor that I'm like in three days I'm coming back? You know, oh, that, dude, that's great. So how do you bring the rest of your material up to that standard? Up to that standard. Um, Which is a, just a high standard. That's, so that was what I broke out with. You know, okay, that was yeah. my main thing. And your follow up to that was what? My Lord, that's such a good joke. Oh, my follow up is a lot. So I just Long Island is. Uh, rife with uh, Blue Lives Matter people. Okay. You know, um, it's it's everyone from Long Island either a cop or a teacher or a nurse, right? So everyone's right. really Blue Lives Matter. And um, I'm not particularly. Well, Blue uh, Lives Matter, but it's just so fucking... The, just, the reason why it's so fucking stupid is because people are bringing it up in response to they, Black Lives exactly, Matter. Exactly. They don't understand. Obviously, police's lives matter, but you are not born... A, like with Dave Chappelle, so you you can take off your police uniform. I yeah. cannot take off. Yeah, I can't take off black my skin. Right um, but I have this joke where I was like, um, I always see blue as matter things. They love to put into stickers, right? So uh. there'll be like a heart sticker with the flag, and I go, let's look at the flag at first. It's black and white. Not a great first step on the flag, really right. highlighting the problem. Here. Yeah. And then I was like, if you notice, there's the blue line. And it's right above the black line. Yeah. Some could say crushing the black line. And so they have their own flag that's not red, white, and blue? It's, have, it's like a blue. A black I've never seen a blue lives matter sticker. You've never seen no. a blue lives matter? Oh, I have my to God. spend more time on Long Island, I guess. Yes. Well, no. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a black and white flag, and it has a blue stripe in the middle. Oh, no. Right? And it's blue is above black. And the blue is above the black. Which and then is just, white is just I know, I'm, above them all. So I'm just talking about this from an advertising perspective. Yeah. I'm like, what are you guys really trying to say here? Yeah. So then they put the sticker into different like shapes, and they put it into a heart. And I'm like, okay, well, they put it into a heart because they say... Um, I love the police, right. right? And then they put it into a badge sometimes. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, they put it into a badge because they respect the police. Right. But then sometimes on Long Island, you'll see it put into a skull. Oh, my Lord. And uh, my only conclusion from that is I love when the police kill people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we love to beat skulls with our, our police batons. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my Lord. Yeah, what, is there anything worse than the skull? It could just be... 
Oh my gosh. Uh, it could just be like a silhouette of just a famous, you know, the, the I can't breathe guy. Exactly. You know, just like, like somebody getting choked out it's, or something. It's, it couldn't be worse. I'm just like, how do you guys not like see how bad that looks? Yeah. It's, which drives me crazy. But there's also just like hilarious stickers that are like, um, so like Long Island people wrote them. Like I know when someone, from, like, <laughs> I can tell a person from Long Island, it doesn't matter where I am in the world, I can spot them, a person from Long Island. I can spite the spot they're writing on the sticker. And that's the, a, now, have you been doing comedy in Long Island? I mean, I know you're in Newark now, so it's probably, you know, doubly difficult, but you probably go home occasionally. Yeah, but I only ever do, I know that Long Island won't, uh, well, they could find me. I was. Mm-hmm. Oh so. yeah, this would be a little bit testy. In <laughs> exactly. Long Island, I right? I always go to New York because I know I have liberal ish material, but I do have some universal. Ma- like even Long Island people laugh at the abortion joke. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. Um, but the the cop one, they won't. They won't yeah. like that. But uh. And so, if, if people want to see you in in New Jersey, or if you start doing comedy in New York City more more mm-hmm. often, yeah. uh, Where can they see your dates? So your website are you are you laurenmcgrath.com or you probably couldn't even get that URL. <laughs> I'm not laurenmcgrath.com. Yeah, um, I'm. Uh, I would say check my Twitter, right. Ma- uh, McGrath's Wrath. Yeah. Uh, my Instagram is Laugh McGrath. My Facebook is Laugh McGrath. I'm trying to get as many. Book me on your show. I would love to be booked on your show. Um, me and my friend are starting. Oh, this is. Should I plug now? Oh, please do. Oh, okay. Yeah. Me, me and my friend are starting this podcast slash web series called Pretty Funny because um, we're pretty and we are funny. Yeah. And I always get, you know, you're pretty funny for a girl. You know? I'm pretty and funny because so, I'm just a funny girl. I'm just right? saying I'm pretty and I'm funny. And so is the, is your co-host as as pretty and as funny? Yes. Okay. Uh, well, I think, who is she? Are you allowed to? Uh, oh, who, yeah. Her what name big is, name? Her name is great name. Ashley Nally Nagel. Okay. Oh, I uh, love it. Right? It's, it's a star name. I always thought. She, uh, she's a personality. She does journalism as well. We're journalists. She doesn't want to be oh. a comedian, but she's just like, um, a person <laughs> like she's oh, a great, she'll be a great talk show host, and I also run a publication on um, Medium, and I'm starting a podcast for called Bits by Tits, um, <laughs> which is to spotlight underrated oh. female comedians. Oh my lord! There's just not enough prep there. Well, when I first got into comedy on Twitter, and I found all these women that I thought were like hilarious, like um, I don't know if you know Ellery Smith or yeah. Dana Donnelly, Jenny Hogan. And, and some of the, those people are L.A. based, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, and they all were so funny and they're not getting all this press that I was like, how are people not giving them press? And then I realized I was like, I can give them press. Good. I'll write reviews on them. Yeah, they're doing well on social, but it would be especially you know in New York City to have additional resources that are covering them more in depth. Yeah. Rather than just retweeting a funny Jenny Hogan tweet. Yeah, it's you're actually. You're also kind of talking about what you know what she's doing in her act. Exactly. I put a like review. That. She wrote a book. Um, yeah. Toxic fem- toxic femininity in the workplace. That was my first like bits by tits review. Um, and then there's gonna. <laughs> how, be- how is bits by? You're just bringing out this hilarity, like like not only your abor- abortion joke, but. Bits Tits by tits. It just makes like who the fuck didn't come up with this before? <laughs> I mean, that, and that's the hallmark of a good just comedy, just a comedy. When it's bit. so obvious, it's just like yeah. And so people are like, yes, I can't believe I've heard, I haven't heard this before, and I haven't heard either before. And so, how is Lauren McGrath taken in um, you know social etc. with the name, but not bits by tits? <laughs> that's just fucking hilarious. So good. I, mean, yeah. I guess maybe not enough people are covering women in comedy if there, Bits by Tits wasn't taken, right? Yeah, exactly. and I guess, yeah, that's perfect because if people had been doing it before now, Bits by Tits would have been, would have been taken. And if you look at just like, honestly, just because like as a woman, I have like one, I had a stand-up video up on YouTube. My YouTube's Lauren McGrath, I think, or wow. it might be Laugh McGrath. Okay. Uh, oh, I'm, I was not ready for the plugs. <laughs> oh yeah, but we'll, yeah, we'll find uh, McGrath's wrath and laugh McGrath I'll on, link on it all to those you things. Okay. Yeah. Um, but 
on my YouTube, uh, I have one stand-up video up and had one comment on it. And it was it was this guy that's, am I allowed to curse on here? Oh, please do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was like, um, I'm going to get it out specifically. But he was like, who is this fat slut thinking? Oh. And it was the abortion joke. And he was like, she is not an entertainer. Her muffin top stretch, like, went really into, like, my physical, oh, you know, and just, like, degrade. And his, his name was, like, Laugh King. <laughs> and he just made it for that purpose and to just, shame you. Yeah, probably, made yeah. It for the, and it's just like I you look at all and I'm not big at all. No, you know? you're and not. I still get like one like the only comment is a comment from a man trying to degrade my appearance. Wow. So I was like, you know, I've always just experienced like, you know, as a woman, just like appearance being degraded. You know, yeah. I've got big boobs. I've heard the term nice rack more times, than I, wow. <laughs> which is, I think, a hilarious term. Um, but it, I mean, it's just like if your material is that good, you, you have to believe that his comment was driven by some animus towards the idea. Oh, he's idea definitely jealous. Yeah. Yeah. Because that was hilarious. And yeah, I was and there's stage. other jokes. Yeah. I mean, there's like, you know, some if you brought a B material joke. Yeah. You know, they wouldn't he wouldn't have created the Laugh King account just to say that. <laughs> just to say it, yeah. yeah. And I, I love it's because it. Because I struck a nerve. <laughs> you, you struck a dude, that that joke is so great. And, I, and so if people want to find you online, they're gonna go to McGrath's Wrath or Laugh McGrath yeah. and they'll be able to find all your upcoming shows. Yes. I'm Ooh. going to make a website, I promise. It's yeah. on my list. <laughs> and in the meantime, check that Twitter account because it's a good follow. Thank you so much, Laura McGrath. Thanks for having me.